This is the Interdisciplinary Life Podcast, Episode 1. Today we'll be talking to two kids about their experience coming out as transgender. Our guests are Ryu and Lou Santiago. Now, here's your host, Roberto Santiago. All right, well, hello, everyone. My name is Roberto Santiago, and this is the first attempt at the Interdisciplinary Life podcast. Uh, This is something that I've wanted to do for a while, and I've had some topics floating around in my head, but I could never really quite get it together. And then something interesting happened with our family a couple weeks ago, and it's the kind of thing I might usually write about, but it really felt like for this particular topic, it would be best to have the kids come on and talk about this in their own words and really sort of take more ownership of the story because they're getting to the ages now where that's really becoming more appropriate. Um, and so, you know, if you've been reading the blog, you know that over the last couple years, uh, our family has been going through a lot of sort of exploration of gender and gender expression and what that means for us as people and sort of how we find our place in the world with that. And it's something I've been writing about a bit. And it sort of has come even more to the forefront for us recently. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about gender and kids and... um, Being being a non-cis kid. Being a non-cis so kid. So gender and kids smushed together. Right. That's right. Um, so I would like to introduce to you, world, my kids who you've read about and who you've maybe seen a little bit of videos or some pictures. Um, but here they are. So uh, let's start with the one who's not sneezing your head off. Um, and let's start with you, Lou. Do you want to say hi? And say a little bit about yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Lou. Um, I was uh, the first one to uh, express myself as um, gender non non-conforming. I'm not cis, really. Um, and uh, I uh, I told the world that about. Three years ago? Just Four? about. Two, about three years ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, when my dad said he had the idea for this, I thought, this is cool. I want to participate. So, okay. All right. Hi. And Buddy, do you want to introduce yourself? I'm going to start off with calling you Buddy so that people know who you are, and then you can sort of give us a little brief uh, introduction to you, please. Uh, hello. So, uh, I am Buddy. Uh, my, my name is, my real name is Ryu, so, yeah, that, that's what you can call me from now on instead of just Buddy. If you want, Buddy's fine. You can keep going with that. Um, yeah, I came out as gender non, I think, like, around a month ago. Maybe, maybe like a little less, uh, and I'm, I'm still 
still a adjusting a little bit to being gendered on. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's a good start. Lou, yes? you used some... You use some terminology that I think maybe not everyone in the audience is going to be familiar with. And you terminology? Specific terminology, some words, some labels that I don't know if everyone's going to be familiar with. So can you talk a little bit about what cis means? Okay, um, cisgender, and it is not spelled S-I-S, like cis. Um, it is spelled C-I-S, um, cisgender. It means that you are assigned a gender at birth, usually male or female. Uh, you're, you're assigned male or female at birth, but you don't feel that, um, and if you stay that, like that for the rest of your life, then you are cisgender. And um, I think of it as if you know, but you haven't told the world that you're not cis, but you've still been telling the world that you are cis, that still doesn't, to me, count as, I mean, it depends on how the individual feels, but how I feel is if you already know you're not cis, then you are no longer cis. If you don't, if you, if you keep presenting as cis and you think of yourself as cis, even though, and like you say you're cis, even though in the back of your mind you're not cis, but if you think you're cis, then you're, then you're cis, but you can be it depends on the individual whether you're cis or not, if you already know or not. It's it's hard to explain, sort of. It seems that way, yeah. And and it's okay. We don't need to go into all of the permutations. We can sort of keep it um, as sort of a for beginners type of thing for now, right? Mm -hmm. Like Because we're going to try to uh, talk about this, but we want to be able to talk about this in a way that is going to be sort of accessible for uh, a wide range of people, yes. right? Yeah. Is there anything else I should explain? No, I think that that was good. So just the um, idea that cis means when you use that term, you mean someone, say like me, whose idea of their gender and gender expression has, matches their biological yeah. sex at birth, right? Um, just one thing uh, that it might be... Although I guess someone who does a medical transition could then be cis right so yeah. but basically that your 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 gender expression and your feeling of your gender sort of uh are more what people would expect is that yeah. i know i know um you're right it is hard to explain i know uh <laughs> i know a saying and it goes of your sisters and your sisters that's right um so sort of the impetus for doing this today so Lou, you came out as being uh, non-binary uh, a few years ago, and I've written about that journey, mostly about what that was like for me to be your parent through that, but, and a little bit about you. But I don't think many people have seen it, or at least not online through my perspective, and right, not through I Riley's perspective either, so exactly. maybe... And that's what this interview is for. Yeah, because I can't really write about your perspective and tell your story. I can write about my perspective raising you, right? Yeah. So, but then, and, and we kind of went through a, a 
long adjustment period. It seemed like you kind of went through a long adjustment period figuring out how you wanted to express who you are. It's like trying on a bunch of different socks and then finding the one that actually fits. And sometimes you have to wear a sock for a long time to see if it fits or not. Like if it feels right, but then you run around in it and you're like, oh no, this is too big. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we sort of were, we, we've, we've gone into a nice rhythm with you, I think, right? Like we understand the pronouns and we understand who you are and how you express yourself and, and how is that? So first of all, first thing, please tell us the pronouns. Um, I use ye, your, yours pronouns. Um. Uh, really, the way you spell it doesn't matter. It's just the way you pronounce it. You can spell it with an X or a Y. Don't really care. Um, and those are gender neutral pronouns, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, there's one more word I'd like to explain. Okay. Um, uh, it's non uh, a phrase non binary 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 is the equivalent of um. Cis. It's it's really the same thing. So non-binary would mean non-cis. Right. Well, okay. not necessarily because a, a lot of like I feel that a lot of a lot of people who have transitioned from let's say being a man to a woman or or vice versa do feel that they aren't non-binary because that is true. Non-binary um, means neither neither male nor female, not just like not cis. Thank you, Ryan. That is a very good point. Um, that is a very good point. Um, a lot of those people think of themselves as transgender. Um, and actually, personally, I think of myself as non-binary and transgender because, um, yeah, um, and transgender just means um, basically because you can hear the word transition and trans, so you transition your gender. What I think is that non-binary is like a sort of a subclass of, of transgender. That's how I think. Yeah, it. yeah. I, I understand that many people may have varying views. And something that I'd like to say again, as we're sort of still easing into the beginning of this podcast, is that, you know, I'm definitely still learning about all this, you know, through parenting you. And I'm going to just give a a heads up on the podcast. This is something you guys already know, but I, you know, I'm going to definitely probably make some mistakes in how I say things and how I characterize things. And it's really just because I'm still learning. And so if I do say something wrong, I hope that the audience will forgive me just like, uh, you know, my wonderful children have been able to forgive me and teach me and remind me and my friends. Two hundred occasions. <laughs> my friends in the uh, trans community have been able to be patient with me and continue to teach me as I continue to learn from uh, a place of really wanting to get it right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, me and Ryan will be correcting gently. Right, no. absolutely. And we won't be going like, no, you're saying that wrong. We'll be like, uh, we would think of it as like. Yeah, that's great. Um, but I, again, I'm saying this again for the audience that if I make a mistake, please don't uh, write me angry emails, although I would absolutely <laughs> accept some gentle reminders and corrections. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've talked a lot on the blog about Lou and Lou's journey 
and we even had the post recently about the movie, the I Thought I Wasn't Ready movie, which was just beautiful and yes. makes me cry every time. Yes. Could, we, could you maybe uh, put a link to that under or above or somewhere near this video sure. if anybody has not seen it? I will. But again, the genesis of this is that we've actually had something sort of new crop up. And so, Ryu, do you want to talk a little bit about when you came to our room last month? Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. First, first, I want to address what, what was going through my mind and what had been going through my mind. Um, oh, yeah, give us the whole thing. And before the event. So... I had known that I was not a boy, specifically they, them, since pretty much I knew, like, that was a thing, and I knew that they, them were pronouns. So, around three years now, I've known, but I haven't, I, I didn't tell anyone until last month. Um, um and... Uh, previously that night and a couple of other nights earlier, I had, like, thought about it a lot, especially, you know, in, in, you know, social distancing gives you a lot of time to think. Yeah, I, um, I totally agree. I, I had even gone so far as to, like, get out of bed to tell them and then, no, just, like, go back into my bed. And one of the main problems, one of the main things that was holding me back, I shouldn't say problem, was that we had already transitioned and I did not want them to see it as me trying to do the same thing for attention. Like, I, 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 did, I did not want them to think that I was just copying because I saw getting a lot of attention for this and, and you know, I wanted that same attention. I did not want them to think that. Um, yeah, I personally, <coughs> when, I, when I heard that you felt that way, I was... I was very, very sad, and I felt, I, I, I sort of felt that I wished that I hadn't come out because I didn't want Ryu to feel that way. Oh, sorry I made you feel that way, Lou, first of all. Um, and <sighs> so one night I decided, nope, I'm going to do it. So I get up, and, uh, I walk through the house to my parents' bedroom, and they're they're both in there. And I think like my my dad's like doing the laundry or something, uh, and my mom's knitting. And I uh, they say like you know what's wrong because they they saw I think they they probably saw the confliction on my face, and I uh, I said. Uh, Guys, I I think I'm a they them, and then all of us all of a sudden I I just start crying and I'm like bawling my eyes out, and I'm I, I sit on my mom's lap and you know they're telling me you know how you know it's it's fine it's good they they'll love me no matter who I am and I I keep saying like I know that and I'm explaining my reasons for for um for not telling them sooner. And another thing was, uh, this, this is something that, I don't know if it happens to other people, but it certainly always happens to me. I always end up having these, like, irrational fears where 
like I I know this stuff isn't gonna happen. Like the 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 rational reasoning thinking side of me knows it's not gonna happen for a fact. But then there's there's always that like little nagging doubt, no matter how how senseless it might be. It always just it always it's always influenced me uh, to some degree. Yeah, I'm. I think that's pretty typical for yeah, all people. Yeah, that 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 little voice in the head that's saying that something's <laughs> gonna go wrong, even though you know it's not gonna go wrong. That is what held me back for years, and it's what held you back for years. Yeah, not like four years, but like four uh, years. We gotcha. So suddenly, losing there, and and uh, Z's uh. He's asking me if so, he's asking me and the parents if something's wrong. We're we're telling you there's nothing wrong, and we tell Zier. And I I can't really remember that many details. I just remember a lot of crying and being very happy at the same time. I remember you saying that you were saying, "I'm so relieved. I'm just, I'm like so happy, and so I'm, I don't know about why am I crying." And we're like, "That's what happens. It's a big emotional thing. Like it's fine." Yeah, I cried. Um, and it was it was a really really good 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 night. It was incredible. Yeah. Um. I would um I would like to tell my um my version of the small part of me in that uh, night. Um, mm-hmm. so I I've been getting up a lot lately and thinking I need to use the bathroom and then I can't. And so I go into my parents' room and I say I can't go to the bathroom and they just say okay just relax and try again later and I had got and um I was getting up to tell my parents this and Ryu's in there crying I'm like oh my goodness what's wrong and then he tells me and I'm like thank goodness for part for temporary thank goodness for temporary constipation I mean like that's that's very lucky I mean this is a very that's all I remember I'm thinking thank goodness for part for temporary constipation and wow I can't believe it this is great that's funny um so we're covering some of the, my questions already this is great okay so Ryu and again this is something that maybe readers might remember something that I've talked about and written about is, you know, when you were, you sort of have this history your whole life of being into clothing and other things that people don't typically associate with a little boy. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's something you've been, you've been doing since you were a toddler, you know? Really you, small. I, I, I remember. I hardly remember. I, even I remember. You wanted your hair clips and scrunchies and skirts and nail polish and all that. So I guess, you know, you said that you realized this for a few years since you knew sort of what having they, them pronouns was and that kind of thing. But I'm wondering if you feel like this stretches back further than that. I mean, I feel like I wasn't doing that 
necessarily because of it. I feel like, and again, this is just my experience, but I always subconsciously knew, even if I, even if I didn't like, even if I didn't think about it at all, even if I like, even if it never came up in my thoughts, I think I probably always knew without actually knowing if that makes any sense to you. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, I didn't know for sure that I wasn't a boy until I knew about it. But I think I always knew. And I mean, the other thing is, even if I, even if I was cis, I just really like those, those things. Um, but I also think that was one of my ways of just expressing that even, even from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Lou, you seem like you're bursting to say something. What are yeah, you um, Ryu has been, uh, Ryu was talking about um, how he always subconscious through you. Um, I've been telling people that I've known since I was um, two, two or three, as, as, as soon as I could subconsciously think like that. Um, and at first, I, I recognize it now, but I, I didn't really know, I didn't actually think I'm not a girl until around age four. Mm-hmm. But it was always in the back of my mind. It was like, it's like this one branch that keeps smacking into you no matter how many times you push it away. <laughs> it just keeps smacking into the back of your head and you're like, but you don't subconsciously know what it is. You're just like, because it's instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was like that. Um, you, you, it's, it's hard to explain. You're, you're thinking, you're not plainly thinking, I'm not this gender or I'm not this gender. But you always want to do something like, I, um, one of the big things I remember from preschool is liking blue and telling the other kids that. And then oh. there is a group of girls that say, you're a girl and you have to like pink. So there. So then I say I like pink, but all along I've liked blue and, and green and colors you people do associate with boys. And one of the things I find the most funny about that is a long time ago pink was associated with boys and blue was associated with girls and then it got switched and i'm like ha wow just shows you how how ridiculous like gendering is yeah Mm -hmm. and then the the other another memory that i have a lot um that i'm that i'm that i've been thinking about a lot lately is so we used to live in Maryland and I went to a different school in Maryland. I remember two of my table mates. I don't I don't even remember what they looked like. I remember they were both girls. And that um when I think like when like at the beginning of the year we like told everyone like, you know, about ourselves and our favorite color and all that. And I told the class that my favorite color was purple. Uh and at my table, one of those girls was saying, you can't like purple. Purple and pink are the only colors that girls have. And, you know, boys get all the other colors, but we only have pink and purple. 
So you can't like those because those are our only colors. You're taking all the colors, Ryu. <laughs> My goodness. It's so ridiculous. So I think that's an interesting thing that you said, Ryu, about having a name for something. And I think that's something that's come up for me in a lot of conversations I have with people who don't understand how a kid could identify as trans or be aware of their gender. And I think a lot of it is about having a name for it. Like you have a thing that you've always felt. You have a way that you've always feel, felt that you are, but you don't know how to talk about that. You don't know what to call it until you get to have these conversations and then you have a name for it. And once you realize that it's a thing, it's like an actual thing that exists in the world that everyone knows about, you're like, oh yeah, okay, that, that's me. I am that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Can you give a quick example? Yeah, please. Um, yeah, like, as I was saying, trying on a bunch of different socks is like me and my genders. I've tried a lot and none of them felt quite <laughs> right. So um, I was a he, him uh, for a while. And then I went to Camp Indigo, which is a camp for LGBTQ kids. Um, and... I could go into a lot of detail about camping you, but I'm not going to do it right now. Um, and then I picked up Zizu <coughs> there, and I was like, that exists? That is totally awesome. And I've been a Zizu for about a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to say, just as, an, as, an, as a parent, you know, obviously, you... <laughs> all choosing your genders and your gender identity isn't about making me comfortable or making me happy. Um, but I will say that when you all, when you came to the ZZ or non-binary thing, I felt like it was a big relief for all of us because it seemed to really diminish some of the stress that was coming into your life with some of your gender expression not always matching the pronouns that you were using at the time, and then people would get confused, right? Yeah, because a lot of them didn't feel right, so I'm trying to figure out how to make it feel right, because mm-hmm. I, 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 I only, I mean, for a while there, I've only known about a few genders, and I still, I still haven't met many people with genders outside of these pronouns, he, him, she, her, they, them, people, person, uh, name as pronoun, or easier. Mm-hmm. So I've only really met six different kinds of pronoun people, and I know there's hundreds of thousands more out there, and I want to learn them all and cram them into my tiny head, but it's too small. But I felt like when you landed on Zizir, it felt you seemed to feel like it gave you the freedom to then go with any expression you were feeling that day, right? without having to worry about what other people thought, yeah. right? Or without having to worry about necessarily being totally misgendered, yeah. right? Um, and I'll tell a quick story. So a, a friend of ours, a, a kid who used to live up the block, who's now an adult, came by. And uh, when I knew her, yes. it was before she had come out, before she had transitioned. Um, And so she actually had to say, like, it's me. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so then I was learning the new pronouns and the new names and everything. And there you were. And this was when you were going with he, him pronouns. But that day you were playing out front wearing a dress. Right? 
But I was using he, him. But you were using he, him pronouns. Now, that's great. That's fine. No problem there. But what ended up being kind of funny is I said, also, well, my son is also trans. And there he is. And my friend corrected me. She. And I kind of like, huh? And I kept going. And then I said, he. And she corrected me again. She. Because... She I'm didn't know that you were a boy wearing a dress. Yeah. Um, and thought that I was misgendering you, that I was like, you know, using your birth gender instead of who you wanted to, who you said you were, because you were wearing the dress. So she assumed that your pronouns were she and yeah. that I was misusing them. But actually, your pronouns at the time were he, you were just wearing a dress. And that's where I felt like, so that was kind of a funny moment, right? Where we were both sort of trying to subtly correct each other into what the right gender was because we were both making different assumptions. Uh, and that's why I love this easier thing because it, it takes all of that out. It, it does make my life easier. Hopefully it makes you, but really I like it because it seems like it lifted a lot of, you seem less stressed out. Now. Yeah. Because um, there are a lot of people who are LGBTQ+. Um, and they just, they they don't fully understand some genders in some way people other people uh express them not just because you're lgbtq plus doesn't mean you exactly agree. like just because ryu is my sibling and he is uh they oh my goodness oh my god <laughs> that's gonna be my next question so don't don't worry about it too much but i, I have a question um, about that and they um what was i saying LGBTQ plus, uh, and uh, that doesn't mean I. They're they're trans. They think of themselves as trans, um, but that doesn't mean I understand their gender perfectly. It's not it's it's not like that. Just because just because you're like them doesn't mean doesn't mean you have exact the same. You're not you you're gonna have. You're not the same person. I mean, like, nobody understands anybody fully, and that will never happen. And that's, not until the yeah. earth blows up. And that's that's a very Which similar thing for me, where I think for someone like me who is uh, a cis person and who's still learning about all this, is that I just accept whatever people tell me. Like, whatever you tell me, then I just go with that. And I feel like, right, I'm not going to understand it perfectly, so... Like, I don't even try to analyze it at all. I just take it at face value. You tell me how you want to be treated or referred to or who you are, and I'm just going to go with that, right? And I'll make mistakes at times, especially while I'm still getting used to some things, when like, like when pronouns change for someone. Um, but I'm always going to do my best, and I'm always just going to say, you know, it's not something for me to even try to think too deeply about. Like, you've told me who you are. That's enough. That's the end. So we just had an interesting thing. This was actually one of my questions. Lou, you know, you, we spent three years getting used to your pronouns, and especially when they were changing by the day or by the week. Um, and now here you are having to get used to someone else's pronouns. What's that like? It's crazy because now I see it from everybody else's perspective. I've never seen it that way because even when I didn't present myself as trans, that's when I didn't know transgender existed. That's when I thought, what if mommy and daddy don't let me? What if mommy and daddy say, no, you are a girl like everybody else says? 
right? Did you have that fear at all? Or was it just the copycat thing? Well, like I said, that I feel like Z, Z thought it a very rational fear. With me, it was it was not so much as that. That was the the irrational fear nagging at the back of my mind. The thing that I knew wasn't going to happen, but I still thought was going to happen anyways. The part that the rational part of me was like, that's never going to happen, but it it was still there. So that that was the part of me that was being completely senseless, but still had influence. I think um I think part of me. It was a very, very loud in my head fear, but sometimes it was in the back. Like, um, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, they're so definitely gonna say no. But there's, but some, but sometimes it was, what if they say no? And then the other half of my mind says, that's not going to happen. But what if they say no, but that's not going to happen. So another question that I had for you, Ryu, because you, you are coming to this uh, from a little bit different angle and from at a little bit different age than Lou was, is, and I asked you this, you know, at dinner or breakfast or something, but I think it's an interesting question is, so now that you've told us this about who you are, does this change anything else or was there anything else that you felt like you were doing to like be a boy? that is going to change now and I'll, I'll just give some examples because you have been very interested in what i think society would view as very traditional boy things like uh you know the the card games and uh role playing and video games and rugby and you know you've the way that you've dressed has trended especially recently more towards or not reason like not very recently, but until about a month ago, trended more towards what we consider traditional North American boy stuff. Um, and so now that you've come out, does any of that change? Was any of that just stuff that you were doing because you felt like you had to to be a boy? Well, okay, I'm just gonna start with the clothes because that's the easiest to answer. I don't care about the clothes. You can give me like traditional North American, like, a tracksuit or something, or you can give me a prom dress. I'll wear it, you know? Like, you know, I was just putting on what people just gave me, you know? Mm -hmm. If you, for some reason, well, yeah, for some reason, just, you know, decided to give me, like, a giant poofy skirt, I would have worn it. Well, but we, I mean, you did shop for and buy your own dress, a couple that. years ago. Yeah. I remember saying, Mom, can I have another fancy dress? Because I don't have enough. And Ryu saying, can I have one too? And that was um, really happy for me because um, I'm going to let, I'm going to, um, maybe I'll, I'm just going to say it now, actually. Um, Ryu, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Um, yeah. Because back in our preschool, you would wear skirts and dresses and, and nail polish and people would laugh at you. And when I heard you say, may I please have a dress, mom? It made me feel really happy because I thought maybe that was going to come back. Maybe 
maybe Ryu is going to start really being being Ryu again. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really glad you made that choice even years later. Well, and we saw glimpses of it too, right? You were dressed that first day to Disneyland. I remember. Um, so I feel like that was more than anything <clears throat> a little bit of... I wasn't necessarily changing my opinion on I'll just wear whatever you throw at me. But I feel like that was also just to express a little bit how my gender differed from a lot of my gender conception, at least, different from a lot of other boys', boys conception. What I was trying to do here is sort of show that I'm comfortable wearing a dress. And I asked for that specifically at a time when I remember I had been thinking a lot about how worried you were that how, how some you guys were a little worried that I had stopped wearing dresses because maybe maybe it, maybe it meant like, you know, society was stopping me from that. And I just wanted to prove that it wasn't necessarily society. It was just, it just happened, you know? Like, I, looking back on it, I don't even know why I stopped. I just did. And I think at the time, I was a lot more worried about what society thought of me than I am now and then even. Um, but more than anything, that was, this might, and this might sound super weird, but that was a little bit to prove to you guys that I was okay. No, it doesn't. I feel a little bad that you felt like you had to do that for us. Um, that is kind of ironic, right? Because like what we want is for you to just be you and do what you want and to make sure that you're you feel safe enough to make all the choices you want and that kind of flipped around and we kind of <laughs> pigeonholed you into doing this thing you might not have otherwise <laughs> wanted to do Speaking which of, is the exact thing we're trying to avoid my opinion hadn't changed so it wasn't like i was just doing this like okay i'll do it for my parents <laughs> i was like i'll do this for my parents and you know i'll probably wear this in the future a lot too because like you know, it's just something to wear. Well, and so the dress thing, that actually brings up an interesting thing for me, Lou, and I'll put you on the spot a little bit here. But there was a time a few months ago where you spent a couple of weeks wanting me to wear a dress. And so it's not really my thing, but I went ahead and did it one weekend. Do you remember what happened? I laughed because I wasn't I wasn't used to, to seeing it. And I, I laughed and I... I look back on it and I really, really regret it, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really sad that I did, and I, I'm still, I'm still trying to say I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's I for, totally forgive you. It was just a funny thing that, you know, it was, a, it was a thing I was trying to do for you, and you thought it was so funny, but then you accept it. You totally accept it from Ryu, and I think that that's really interesting because, and I think that it points to the fact that. It's true. You guys just know me as this cis guy, right? I mean, that's that's how I've always seen you. <laughs> and I that's who I've of, always been. I thought of it, of Daddy, who has always been a boy, and for some reason, I always think Daddy is a boy, and he always will be. Mm -hmm. I think that's but, true. But you may change because there's still time in your life where there you is. might. We, it's, I mean, if you think it's unlikely, then it may be unlikely, but 
feelings um from my friend Sam who's trans um this is a quote from him and that's it was Sam um Sam was uh who set off my uh my courage to tell my parents that I was trans um he said that to him it was Again, this is back to footwear and gender being compared. He said that it was like a pair of shoes that you outgrow. He 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 hmm. felt like he outgrew being a girl. Interesting. I like that. The next one is so sports is sort of the last frontier for a lot of this stuff, and it's where there's a lot of the controversies right now about who gets to compete on which teams and oh, you know there's there's really never been a, an out currently playing professional athlete in one of the major sports not in basketball not in baseball not in football not in hockey as far as i know wow. but yeah there have been people who've come out later and there's been a lot of discussion about in amateur sports and in, in youth sports in college is you know, where do trans people fit? And so you guys, you still play on co-ed teams. Ryu, that's going to change for you next year for middle school. Um, Lou, you've already played a year as a trans athlete on a co-ed team. Ryu, what are you anticipating? And, and I want to get answers from both of you, but I'll start with Ryu. What are you anticipating, you know, assuming that sports is able to start back up again in the winter or in the spring uh, when you go back to your team? Well, I'm anticipating, um, first of all, a, uh, a slow start. If uh, you know what I mean, like, it's going to take a while for people to get used to it because, you know, <clears throat> it, like, I think I've known, I mean, a lot of the people on the team I've only known one year, but a few of the people I've known two years, and they've, no matter what, they've always known me as a boy. And I think, I'm pretty sure, I I'm, I'm, I might have a, the fo a slightly foggy memory about this, but I'm pretty sure Eloise started as a gender non-regular. Did you start yeah. as... Yeah. Um, and actually, a lot of my teammates, they got mixed up, and I said, okay, my pronouns are easier. But then they just started calling me Z, and I'm like, wait, it's what? <laughs> um, but I, I think it, it is, I can't, hmm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Sorry if I'm, bear with me. Okay. I'm not expecting it to be as easy as Eloise, and I'm not saying Eloise was easy by any means. Oh, no. You can tell oh. us about that in a sec. But what I'm saying is I can't base what I'm going to do off of what happened with Eloise because, because people have already known me as a boy, and they, they were introduced to Eloise as easy, as easier. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to expect. I, I'm expecting a slow start, and... I don't. I don't really think anyone's gonna be too mean about it. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really mean. They just don't quite understand the way we do. Nobody's yeah, mean. And some Nobody's people don't really mean pay attention. Some people don't make efforts. But I think as long as the 
the people I know and care about are, are fine with it and can make progress. That's all I really need. Like, you know, there's some people on the team who I prefer to stay away from. And I honestly don't really care if they get it wrong again and again. And knowing some of these people, some of them might actually get my my gender wrong on purpose. But it's not really going to matter that much because I know who really matters. I know who, who I want to care about. Basically, the people, the real fear is not everybody's going to get it wrong. The fear is of the people who you know and love and care about not wanting to be friends with you or caring about you anymore because you're different now. Um, but I've, but what I've seen of your friends, they they tease you and they friendly, they they friendly. Good natured ribbing. Good natured ribbing. Good natured yeah. ribbing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know they 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 uh they tease you, but it's it's a nice friend kind of thing. And what I've seen of your friends, I know I know I know them not. I do not know them at all. But what I've seen of them, I think they're gonna be great with it. And um, looking at how our friend Sadie reacted, I think this is gonna be fine. And I I trust that Ryu, even if it's not fine, I trust that Ryu can power through it and do whatever it takes. Well, and, and I think the reason that I really focus the question on sports is because I do think that, that pretty much all your friends, you know, are going to be fine and, and totally get it. I don't think it's going to matter to them. Uh, sports is a different environment because it's not always you know you don't necessarily choose your teammates right you're all you all sign up and you're all the same age and that's I've I've definitely learned you can't pick your teammates yeah um and we you know I played sports for decades and right you know there were teammates that I liked more than others and some that honestly I I didn't care for at all but you're on the field together and you have to have some sort of relationship and you have to have some sort of trust and and at least respect between the lines. There's just um, you have to be able to go to practice and figure out how, how to you make. You have to be able to work together on the field. Mm-hmm. There's a kid who, uh, who some, uh, who sometimes gets my gender wrong on purpose, and once during a game, he passed the ball to me, and I was like, "This is very incredibly strange." This kid is passing the ball to me, and I. Because he's I, usually so mean, but we're teammates, and we have to figure it out. And you were open, you and you don't yeah. like someone. And you were open, and the kid, the kid made the right play within the context of the game, even if they're not respectful for of you in other ways. And in some way, that shows a little bit of positivity for that kid, right? It's a, a little bit redeeming. Um, yeah. So that's that's really interesting. So okay, so my last question here for you guys is one of the things that comes up a lot when I'm talking to other parents or talking to other people in the world about my experiences raising you and a lot of what I see when people are talking about other trans kids is they say these kids are too young. They can't possibly know this kind of stuff. Like this is way too advanced 
for kids their age. They should just focus on being kids and having fun and having a good time. And if they're doing this now, it's because their parents are forcing them to. And it's Wait, the parents' agenda. Did and they? that, hold on, I'm gonna, you're going to have your time. And that, it's, it's the parents who are making kids act this way. And so I know what I've said to them, but I want to know what you all would say to those critics. And we'll start with Lou. Did they just say kids should focus on being free and having fun? Well, it's not fun if you can't be who you actually are. Come on, people. Also, I have a, I have a small story, and actually I have reacted to this in that way. Um, uh, I go to an after school at San Pablo Park, um, and so, you know, there are people there who aren't in the after school sometimes, so we're playing on the playground. Um, this is, you know, obviously before coronavirus. Um, and, uh, there's, uh, a guy, and I'm talking with him, and he's, <laughs> so I, I brush at the t subject of me being LGBTQ, and he goes, wait, what, excuse me? And I say, uh, yeah, and I repeat the last sentence, um, and he says, but you weren't 18. How old are you? I'm, I, I'm, I say I'm eight, which I was at the time. Um, and he says, well, you still have 10 years. You cannot be transgender yet. You are too young for this. So I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I walk off. Right. what would you say to people who think that you can't possibly know about gender at this age and your parents must be forcing you into this? I've got one question. Is this in a situation where it's in my best interest to be polite or can I say whatever I want? You're, you're, this is, you're answering the world right now in this interview and you're saying, what, what would you say to, you know, to those people, to, to the world about that? That's insane. I, I can't. It's not that I can't be free and have fun without being trans. I'm having less fun because there's that weight in the back of my mind that I'm not, this is not who I am. It's not that like doing whatever I'm doing is not something that I enjoy. It's that like, it just, it just adds so much weight morally to everything you do. And my parents did not make me do this. They were super shocked. <laughs> like, they... I mean, I don't know about super shocked, bud. Not super shocked. You're me, so... I mean, that's not my point. The point is, like... <laughs> what? What is your right? Why... What right do you have to say this? The point is, this is so gosh darn good ridiculous. Exactly, like that. That I'm not even gonna think that. <laughs> I'm like, are you joking or something? Seriously, they had no idea. They had no idea, or at least for me, they didn't. I'll tell you, Lou. I had no idea for you. Ryu, Ryu dropped hints. Well, Ryu dropped hints. Ryu dropped hints. But again, like for me as someone who's who's 
coming to a greater understanding of of who you are and and of the trans community again like why you wanting to wear barrettes and color their nails to me didn't mean Ryu was trans right you can just be but, a boy and do those things but it clicked right. into place more when because well of but here's the thing so I could tell like over the past year or so you have been really stressed out and you have been looked like you've been carrying a lot of weight and in a way I thought like man I guess this is just puberty like you know the kid's gonna becoming a middle schooler and you're in the cave with your computer all day just you know being a little tiny teenager and I thought maybe that was a big part of it you know and I was worried about you sort of having dropped some of those things that made you so happy when you were a kid but again I thought okay but you know Ryu's growing up and that's what they want to do but when you came out it was a big relief for me too because and I think you remember a few days before that me sort of saying hey bud you know we're in lockdown you're not really around people who are going to tease you or make fun yeah. of you so if you wanted to wear dresses or paint your nails you could do that and not you know and you're just at home with us and you know we don't care <laughs> and then when you came out a couple days after that I just it was kind of a relief because I felt like now you really are gonna like I can trust and know that everything that you're doing is really what you want to do that you're not putting on a show and you have seemed happier and lighter and less stressed out yeah, over I the past few weeks really? than, and you oh absolutely you smile so much more you're less grumpy you're fighting with your siblings less you're less grumpy with us so yeah, I mean, I, and I think it's it's great to hear actually from trans kids about the experience of being a trans kid because there's a lot of adults who just don't understand it and who don't accept what the parent, what you know, what we say as parents, and and that's one of the points that I've been trying to get across to people is, you know, no one makes their kid trans like that that would just be a an odd thing to decide to do first of all i mean yeah um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, who walks up to their let's say they walk up to their five their nine no let's say eight-year-old child and they say I'm Mommy, a you're boy. like a boy you are a girl now kid yeah. you are a well and don't parent aren't or isn't the whole point of parenting to have fun with your kid and love your kid and do what's best for your kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it's no, it is making trans. Oh my god. What? No, that's that's stupid and ridiculous. So that I have this cool story to tell. Well, I think that that's what people think. My kid like, will oh. get attention. Right. And what they don't think about is at the same time, while we've had a very positive experience so far, there have been those hiccups. There are those people who intentionally misgender you. There are people who, you know, are discriminatory towards you. And I don't think that as a parent, you would choose that for your kid. You wouldn't like decide to put your kid in a position because... to face greater hardship. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they think they think that having your kid be trans is is child abuse. I've seen people say that, and so I think again, coming back to the point is, I think making your kid not was, be trans is child. Abuse. I think so too. Well, you know, if they're not, if they are trans, 
if they aren't. <laughs> right. Just let your kid be who they are. Just let your kid be who they tell you they are. And I think that's the really, a really important point is this is something that you two came to and told us, and we've done our best to be supportive. Yeah. So are there any final thoughts? Any brief closing remarks? Remember, kids or adults, if you're trans, it's never too late to tell or too early. Um, yeah, I know a person who uh, said that they are very, very proud of all the kids out there who are trans, who are my age and Ryu's age and younger, because they didn't come out until they were like 13. And this, um, yeah, and and if anybody who is trans and young is watching this, I'm I'm who has already come out or or who is planning on coming out soon, we support you. That's a great place to end it. And if even if you even if you haven't, do it. I cannot stress that enough. If you have not come out, it is never too early. It is never too late. Just do it. It's never too late. It's never too early. Oh, good. Hopefully this video has helped. And we we support you. And yeah. Yep. Thanks. 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 All right. Well, I want to thank my two first guests. I think this was a great way to launch the uh, the podcast, and maybe you guys will be on another time to talk about something with me. Um, so, I'm Roberto Santiago. This has been the Interdisciplinary Life Podcast, and uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you. New and Ryu. The Interdisciplinary Life Podcast was written and directed by Roberto Santiago. Our theme song is David Crash by Abundant Society, all produced in association with NTDL Productions. Oh. Recording. We are? Yeah. Great. <laughs>